Amen. Good morning. How are you this morning? Welcome to Calvary. We're so glad you're here. Amen. We do have a quick, uh, couple quick announcements we want to make before we get into worship. Uh, first off, we want to welcome you, welcome any visitors that we have, and we're so glad you're here, and we hope you feel at home today here at Calvary. Um, we do want to announce that coming up on May the 6th, we are uh, sponsoring or being a part of the Stride for Life for Comfort Care. They are one of our local ministries that we support here at the church, and they are a life-affirming nonprofit medical clinic that seeks to engage, educate, equip, and empower women and men who are most vulnerable to abortion when facing an unintended pregnancy. And I don't have the statistics right in front of me, but I know that they have saved many lives and do great work here in the Valley. We want to remind you that we are supporting them. The Stride for Life is on May the 6th. If you would like to be a part of that, please stop at the booth on the left as you go out and see Sister Brenda, and she will give you the information uh, today. And if you'd like to sign up, you're welcome to. We invite you to. Uh, if you just say, you know what, I would love to support them, but I can't walk there is a basket at the back where you first came in. We just invite you for the next two weeks to go ahead and put your love offering in there. And every bit of that is going to go straight to comfort care. So we just ask you to uh, continue to be supportive of them. And uh, we just bless you and know the Lord will bless you for that as well. Also, and one more announcement on May the 10th. This is for all the ladies. That is a Wednesday, May the 10th, between 6 and 8. We are having a special women's ministry meeting. This is going to be a connect night for all of the ladies. We invite you to come out. We're going to have light refreshments. Uh, come out. That's May the, uh, May the 10th, excuse me, between 6 and 8 p.m. So mark that on your calendars. And uh, Sister Cindy is going to be bringing us a devotional. We're going to just spend some time getting to know each other a little bit more. How many knows that you can be sitting right across the pew from somebody and not know too awfully much about them? Yeah. You know, and it's pretty sad when we have family that we don't know much about, right? So we're going to spend some time and get to know each other. And uh, we just invite you ladies, please mark your calendar for that. How many is ready to worship the Lord this morning? Can you stand up and let's give the Lord a hand? We're just thankful that we are here. Amen. Give him a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you.
Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. Father, sometimes our foundation is being ate away through doubt and unbelief and fear and unanswered prayer and trouble in our life. Father, sometimes we start to fade away. But Lord, this morning when we come back to our only true foundation is Jesus Christ in Jesus Christ alone. Father, we're reminded this morning that everything else is sinking sand. Everything else fails but the foundation of Jesus Christ. And so, Father, we come back to, to Christ, our true foundation, our hope, our security, our peace. Everything we need is found in Christ and Christ alone. So, Father, we're asking you to, Lord, strengthen our foundation this morning. Father, for whatever may come our way, that we're standing strong on the foundation of Jesus Christ and the love of the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you. As they continually play that this morning, turn around and shake your neighbor's hand. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. And my, one of my favorite quotes is what David said. I was glad uh, when the time came for me to go to the house of the Lord. I wasn't trying to skip out, make an excuse. I was glad. I was happy when it was time to gather together in the house of the Lord. Can you say amen this morning? Isn't it beautiful outside? They said it's supposed to get cold tonight. Wow, so summer will get here, amen? If you're here for the very first time, or you would like to have, uh, we uh, got a book that I think is very good. It, it actually covers a lot of uh, different issues uh, in, uh, in our life. Uh, I'm going to just name some chapters in this book. It's called The Unshakable, uh, Standing Strong When Things Go Wrong. Some of the chapters in it is the first principle of unshakable faith, uh, six more principles of unshaking faith, lack of purpose, failure, family problems, temptation, career challenges, 
illness, doubt, financial stress, marriage issues, disconnected from God, death, building on the right foundation. So it covers a lot of different uh, topics. If you're here for the very first time and you would like one of these books, Unshakable Books, there will be in the back on my left at the welcome desk. Uh, anyone else that would like to have one of these books here, you're more than welcome uh, to grab one of those books. They're great, great books in the, uh, that I think in some way, some way will help you. Betty Jean is here with us this morning. Uh, I want to announce it's been nine years since her liver transplant. And she is doing great and amen. Let's give the Lord Jesus Christ a hand this morning. Amen. Amen. We, we serve a miracle working God. God is still in the miracle working business. God is still healing. God is still saving. God is still redeeming. God is still working problems out in our families, our marriages, our jobs. We serve a God that is still on the throne no matter what's happening in our government, no matter what's happening in the world. Isn't it getting a little crazy? But Jesus is coming back soon. And... Uh, how many of you ready to go home to be with the Lord if it would be today? Amen. We're going to speak just, excuse me, <clears throat> for a few minutes this morning on dry seasons in our life. Dry seasons in our life. What do you mean, Pastor, about dry seasons? There are those seasons that you pray and it seems like the answer has not come yet. Whether it, whether it may be with a, a family member, a, a marriage, uh, a situation going on with, with work, maybe it's your, uh, maybe it's your, your health, uh, just those dry seasons in life where it seems like nothing's happening. You've been praying, but it just seems like nothing is, is, is transpiring or, or moving forward. Um, maybe you're here and, you say, Pastor, uh, it's been days, it's been months, it's been weeks, it's even been some years that I have been going through a dry season in my, in my life. But I think this morning that we can proclaim, uh, testify, say out loud that by faith, my dry season's coming to an end. And my dry season's coming to a uh, and uh, as an individual, uh, as a church after COVID, we've seen uh, people come, we've seen people go, we've seen a lot of things happen. But I believe if we will proclaim it by faith and speak it by faith like Elijah did, that our dry season's coming to, uh, coming to an end. That God's going to heal. Uh, one of our brothers prayed this morning that God bring a move of God, bring revival. Let signs and wonders come back to the house of God. Let, let, let signs and wonders come back like it did in the book of Acts. So we're going to grab our text out of 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse 1 this morning out of the New Living Translation. And we're going to tackle this subject of dry seasons in our life. It says, Now Elijah, who was from Tishbe in Gidlad, told King Ahab, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, the God I serve, there will be no more dew or rain during the next few years until I give word. Until I speak it, Elijah said. In the Old Testament, when the prophet spoke, things happened because God spoke through uh, the prophets in the Old Testament. But now we have the, gl the glorious, great empowerment of the Holy Spirit to speak to us on a daily basis. Amen? When Elijah commanded uh, and gave this commandment, he was telling Israel that their farmland, which their agriculture land, would dry up. And there would be little of food. Uh, their agriculture, which fed their families, and their business would soon be to dry up. This was a big deal to the farmers in Israel. This was a big deal when Elijah spoke that 
for two years there will be no more dew nor rain. Think about it if it didn't rain in the United States of America for two years. Think of what would happen. When the prophet spoke this, it was a big deal. Now, this morning we're looking at dry seasons in our, in our life, in our own life. Uh, but what is so amazing about this story in Kings is that during the same time that Elijah spoke that there would neither be dew nor rain, at that same time, in that same time period, is the same time period that Elijah is meeting with the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel, showing them that there is not but one true God and one true God alone. That they are to turn from idol worship and serve only one God, and that is God, Jehovah. Which shows me that God is still and will still work miracles in the dry season of your life. The same time period that He spoke, they were never, they were, they will not be dew nor rain. It's the same time period that Elijah challenges them on Mount Carmel. God is still blessing, still healing, still forgiving, still baptizing. Still blessing people financially. Still signs and wonders during the dry season of your life. Can you say amen? If you're taking notes this morning, I want you to write this point down. Don't give up on your promises from God. Instead, pray and act with determination right in the middle of your dry season. We have got to have, church, a determination that the promises of God are yea and amen, and they will come to pass. If God spoke, spoke it, it is settled and it will happen in our life. Remember this, if you're taking notes, that God normally gives vision to you and into your life during those dry seasons. We always take the example of Moses going to the top of the mountain and getting the vision from God and coming back off of the mountain with the Ten Commandments, right? But you could probably say in, in your life and in my life that God has spoke to me more clearly in my troubles, in my difficulty, in my hurt, and in my pain that I've heard Him more clearly during those times. That's where you say amen. Amen? During that hurt and during that pain and during that trouble is where I have heard God more clearly. I don't want that trouble. I don't want that pain. I don't want that doctor's report. I don't want that in my life. But I find out that I hear more clearly down in the valley than I have on the mountaintop. So write this down. Don't give up on the promises of God. Instead, pray and act with determination. But there's a question that you and I have to ask ourselves during this dry seasons of our life. The question to ask ourselves is this. Could there be a reason that we are not experiencing God's promises being fulfilled in our life during these dry seasons? We have to, we have to check ourselves. Look at your neighbor and say, check yourself. This could be or it could not be. But are we compromising with the Baal like Israel did? Well, pastor, we live in 223. There, I don't, I'm not a Baal worshiper. Okay. I don't bow down to idols or I don't bow down to false gods. I'm sure that you don't. But my question is, what are you holding on to in your life like the children of Israel were, worshiping false idols? What are you holding on to in your life? What do you keep compromising 
in your life, it's pretty self-explanatory, right? Or let me put it this way, is there a sin in your life that you keep compromising with that God is asking you to lay down? The reason Israel was at this point was they continually disobeyed God and was worshiping false idols. Because the longer you hold on to it, the longer you compromise, listen, is the longer your dry season will continue. You're extending your dry season by your choice, not by God's choice. But I believe that the latter rain is coming. I believe that God's favor on our life is coming. I believe the blessings of God is coming. we got to keep believing that the latter rain and the miracles and signs and wonders is coming to our life. 1 Kings chapter 18 and four, uh, verse 41 through 43. Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go get something to eat and drink, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. When God answers prayer, church, He doesn't do it in little ways. We serve God Jehovah. We serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I don't know what you're facing or what you're going through, and I know I'm getting a little loud this morning, but I want you to get this. Jehovah God, when He answers prayer, He really answers prayer. What is Elijah saying? I don't see it yet, but I hear it in my spirit. I hear revival in my spirit. I hear an outpouring of the Holy Spirit coming. I hear a harvest of lost souls coming in my spirit to this house. I hear the youth on the rise in my spirit because there is about to come a rushing mighty wind. Ahab, Elijah was seeing it by faith before it ever happened. You've got to see your miracle by faith before it ever happens. So Ahab went to eat and drink just like Elijah told him. Now I'm sure... That if God says, I'm bringing your miracle tomorrow, and you knew it, and God would say, go eat and drink, it wouldn't be no problem to some of you. Amen? Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of the mountain. Listen to what the prophet did. But Elijah climbed to the top of the mountain, bowed low to the ground, and prayed with his face, his knees uh, between his his face between his knees. Elijah said, I hear a rushing mighty wind. He said, I hear the Spirit of God telling me the storm is coming. He said, I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, it's just right out there, and so I'm going to worship before it comes. That's a sign of worship and thanksgiving after the prophet heard the voice of God before the miracle came. He worshiped right in the middle of the dryness and barrenness and drought. Elijah caught the vision of it raining before it ever rained. My question to you, are you worshiping God? Are you thanking God? Are you glorifying God? Are you falling on your knees before the Lord and giving glory and giving honor and giving thanks? Are you praising God? Are you worshiping God? Are you glorifying God? Are you magnifying God before the miracle ever comes? God's God promised you the miracle. It's coming. But my part is to get on my knees and worship before it ever gets here. Before it ever gets here. We've got a vision for this house. We're entering into a new season. A life changing season. A soul winning season. A healing season. Where people are coming in the door that need hope. People are coming in that their life needs to be transformed by the power and work of the Holy Spirit. Church, Jesus is coming back. 
And he's coming back soon. God has set us apart to do a work in this community. Will we be challenged by God to step out in this community in places our feet have never tread before? I want you to get it down in your spirit that God is about to prepare us for overflow. It means spiritually, organizationally, as leaders, God is preparing us for the day is coming. I hear it in my spirit. It's in my spirit. I don't see it in the natural. I can't, in the natural, it doesn't look right. In the natural, all the pieces are not coming together. In the natural, it seems like things are rocky. But in my spirit, I'm going to worship because of what's in my spirit. I'm going to worship because of the vision God has given me for this house. Now, I'm going to start worshiping before it ever comes, because when it comes, I'll be prepared to worship greater. God's got a vision for this house. God is going to let it rain upon this church and let it rain in your life. Don't think for a moment that God is done with Calvary Assembly of God that sets on Spring Hill Road. Yes, COVID hit us. Yes, it hit us hard. It hit everybody hard. People have come and people have went. But you know, church, God is not done with us sitting in this location. He's just beginning to raise some people up through the power and the work of the Holy Spirit to take over the harvest of the end time before the coming of the Lord. Let's dream with God and accomplish what He has showed us we are just getting started. Verse 43, And then he said to his servant, Go look outwardly to the sea. So the servant went and he looked. The servant was looking for a big black cloud, church. But he returned to Elijah and said, I don't see what? I don't see anything. Elijah said, Go out to the sea and look. Because Elijah said, By faith, and by vision, he said, I hear in my spirit, the Lord spoke to me that there's a rainstorm coming. Elijah seen it. His servant didn't see it. He said, I, I, don't, I don't see it. And then he says, listen, sometimes God starts in the small, and if you can handle and manage the small, and then He'll trust you with the big. The servant came back saying, I don't see anything. He gave up too soon on the miracle. Because why? Because we focus on the natural, and we go on what we see in the natural and not in the Spirit. And we walk away when God is about to rain down on our dry season in life because we only see what's happening in the now. Okay, let, 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 me, let me get, let's just get honest. Let's just get honest. The dry seasons in our life, we pray and we ask and we pray and we ask and we believe and not only days but weeks. How many of you will say sometimes years things go by and it's still dry. Kids are not saved. Did you get that promotion? I could go on and on. But once God has spoke to you about your situation and you've got it in your spirit, can the pastor encourage you this morning, don't let go of it. Because once God speaks to you, it seems like once God speaks, everything really goes south. You ever notice that? You ever know sometimes when God speaks in your spirit, He's going to do something in your life, it seems like it goes in the opposite direction? If God has spoken, let me echo this again. If God has spoken, God is not one to lie. God can't lie. If He spoke it in your spirit, your son's coming home. If He spoke it in your spirit, your daughter's coming home. If you spoke it in your spirit, your marriage is coming back. If you spoke it in your spirit, healing is on the way. If He spoke it in your spirit, you've got to stand on it 
and not focus on the outward appearance. And let me look at all of you right in the face this morning. There is not one of us in here this morning that does not look at the natural when it's going on in our life. We start focusing on that. And if the devil can get us focused on that, that delays our miracle. That delays our miracle. Verse 43 says, the servant went and looked and then returned to Elijah and said, here it goes again. He's almost like doubting Thomas. Listen to the words again. I don't see anything, Elijah. You know what I think? Elijah, if we keep, if we, as we continue on, we'll see that Elijah keeps sending his servant back. I think he's trying to just teach his servant, listen, God has spoke to me, go look again. Seven times Elijah told him to go look. Finally, the seventh time his servant told him, I see a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. He said, Elijah said, that's all I needed. Elijah said, Brother Wayne, that's all I needed. That's all all I needed. Now, the size of a man's hand rising from the what? From the sea. Elijah said, the rainstorm is coming. I come to tell someone this morning, That God is a God of hope. God is a God of hope. And He he sent me here this morning with this message to tell you that little ray of hope, that little tiny ray of hope is to tell you that the rainstorm's coming. That little ray of hope is to tell you that the miracle is on its way. That, that, that little ray of hope is to tell you God is about to work something out great in your life. Listen, church. God specializes in the little. Did you, did you hear me? Did you hear me? God specializes in the little. Listen, church, look at what happened on the day of Pentecost. There was only a what? Come come on, guys. There were only what? A few. Peter got up and preached, and a little turned into 3,000 people being saved. The revival that has started in some of these colleges, it only took a few students getting together going back to chapel in that college, getting together, crying out to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and a revival broke out. Elijah told his servant to go look seven times. Why? Because six in the Bible represents man's efforts, where seven represents God getting involved in your circumstance. God is going to work your miracle. God is going to work it and He's going to bring you through. God is going to make your rain come in your dry season. The walls of Jericho come tumbling down after they walked around them. How many times? Seven times. Remember, we cannot give up on the promises of God. Instead, we've got to act and pray with determination. Our lack of faith extends our dry season. Write that down. Our lack of faith extends our dry season. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 17, and so He did only a few miracles because of their, help me out, their un-what? Their unbelief. Unbelief extends our dry season. Write this down. Write this down. This is good. Faith is the highway that delivers His miracles and His favor and His blessings in His latter reign to us. Faith is the highway that delivers His miracles, His favor, and His blessings in His latter reign to us. 
First Kings chapter 18, verse 44. Finally, the seventh time, his servant told him, I see a little cloud the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Then Elijah shouted, Harry to Ahab and tell him, climb into your chariot and go back home. If you don't, Harry, the rain will stop you. What a picture. What a picture. The next thing is we have to look for God's hand. God wants to have His hand in your life. God wants to bless you with His hands of blessing. God wants to put His hand of miracles on your life. When the servant told Elijah that he seen a cloud the size of a man's hand, the old prophet knew what was coming next. The next hand was God's hand. The old prophet Elijah knew the next hand was God's hand. What are you holding onto? What are you adding up? What are you trying to figure out? What are you trying to make happen? What are you trying to work out? The only touch of God's hand, He can work it out. The only touch of God's hand, He can transform. That only touch of God's hand can make new and resurrect. Elijah knew the next hand was God's hand. God was about to put His hand on somebody's situation. I feel in my spirit this morning before we leave this building. God wants to put His hand on your dry season of your life. God's hand. How many of you have tried a lot of other things and they've not worked out? Come, come on, come on. A lot of other things that they've not worked out. I don't know about you this morning, but I need God's hand on me. We've tried a lot of other things, but I need God's hand. Here's another phrase I want you to write down. Never let the presence of the dry place, never let the presence of the dry place cause you to doubt the presence of God. Don't let the presence of that dry place that you're going through, don't allow it to cause you to doubt the presence of God. Elijah knew the rain was coming. 1 Kings chapter 18 and 45 says, And soon the sky was black with clouds. A heavy wind brought a, a storm, and Ahab left quickly for Zezreel. The Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He tucked his cloak into his belt and ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Zezreel. Now can you picture that? Here's my question. God gave special strength to Elijah to run ahead and get in front of the rain and get in front of the blessing. Could the blessings of lost souls coming in be so massive as the rainstorm? Could God be asking us to get in front and prepare for what's ahead? Leadership, did you hear that? Could God be getting ready to bring massive souls in at the end time harvest and He is asking you and I to get ahead of that. Prepare leadership for that. What does that look like? What would it look like if 35 people walked in this church that didn't know Christ next week? Are we prepared? Are we prepared for the big harvest? We need to get prepared because it's coming. The rain's coming. The power's going to fall. Healing's coming. Salvations are coming. Baptisms are coming. Here's the last thing. Quit being casual with God's blessings. Maybe God has blessed you and you're not running with it. Lord, please give me a mate. You're married. Now you're just treating it as casual as it could be. 
Lord, please give me a new job. You got the new job and now you're treating it just as a casual blessing. Lord, please give me children. Now you got children. You're treating God's blessings casual with your children. God's blessed you, so are you tithing? Are you just blowing God's tenth off and treating it as casual? Quit being casual with God's blessings that you've received in your life. Show God how thankful you are by stepping into your place of ministry to win the last day harvest for Him. Quit treating God's blessings as just just something else God does. Well, it's just God's just bless my marriage, bless my kids, bless this, bless that, bless my husband, bless my wife, bless my job. I seen on Facebook the other day where this this young lady just just passed away and went home to be with the Lord and left her husband and a, a teenager. Church, we're not promised tomorrow. We better quit treating God's blessings just like they're nothing. God's blessed us with children. Let's let's show them how much we love them. Well, they're doing this and they're acting like this and they're acting crazy. Well, they're they are a little crazy sometimes. But God has asked you and I to love them and care for them and not just take them as casual. Your husband, your wife. What about God has blessed every one of us so much in here, number one, through salvation. Now now, now come on, we just come out of Easter, out of the resurrection and prior, talking about the cross. How many of you thankful for your salvation this morning? Let me, let me say that again. How many are thankful for your salvation this morning? I'll say it one more time. How many are thankful for your salvation this morning? Okay. I set you up. See, I, I knew I was going to set you up. We don't really show God how thankful we are because we just raised our hands and said amen. Sounded good. Sounded good from up here. Sounded good all over the congregation, didn't it? Let's do it one more time. How many thankful for your salvation? Let's do it together real loud. How many are thankful for your salvation? Come on. Amen. That sounds good, right? You did that after I told you I already set you up. What are wrong with y'all guys? You know how you show God that you're thankful? You get involved in the kingdom of God. You get involved in ministry. You get involved in ministry. You get involved in the kingdom of God. You get involved in doing your part in the kingdom of God. Now let me say, how many of you are thankful for your salvation? Look at your neighbor and say, i got to do my part. Okay? Because when God brings the harvest in, now I'm just ready to preach and it's time to leave. It's time to leave and I'm ready to preach. If we truly believe, Pastor Steve, that God is going to bring this harvest in in the last days and use this church, if we really believe that, how many of you believe that? From the youngest to the oldest, how many of you believe that? Okay. If we believe that, that signs and wonders shall follow them that believe. Are you with me? This is New Testament teaching, okay? Signs and wonders shall follow them that... That what? That, that believe. So if we believe that God is going to... Do it. God had to do some shaking here at this church. 
God had to do some shifting, some shaking, but that's, it's going to be okay. Okay, come on, it's going to be okay. Okay? Some person told me, I think I'm, I'm going to leave the church. I said, well, I'm not going to be too far behind you. I think I'm going to, all right? <laughs> okay? But if we believe that God is going to do something among His body here, then we've got to prepare for that. We've got to prepare for that. We've we, we got to prepare for that. Each one of us need to be praying, God, how are you going to use me? How are you going to use me, God? How are you going to use me? Amen? Let's not take God's blessings as casual. Let's get involved in the kingdom of God. Because I believe that, that God is showing and moving upon our leadership. And He's showing us that the best is yet to come. Amen? Come on. The more... The more the leadership is praying on Monday, the more we're getting together and praying. God is showing us, Sister Betty, you've spoke this for years, that God is not done with this church yet. Amen? The best is yet to come. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. Maybe here and you say, uh, uh, Pastor, I am going through a really dry season in my life right now. And I, I just feel like it's so dry that I have been just thinking about throwing my hands up and just giving up. Please, every head bowed and every eye closed. No one looking around. You say, you know, I, I just want to give up. My season's been so dry. Would you just raise your, would you raise your hands this morning? Wow. Wow. Thank you for being on. Wow. It's another one. Let me linger for a little bit as they, they sang in the background. You say, I, I just feel like throwing my hands up and giving up right now. Because the answer has not met me yet and I've been praying I've been seeking God you know what it's not happening would you just raise your hand this morning there's one there there's another one back there another one wow another one what I what I want you to do I want to I, I want to challenge you this morning the last couple uh, we had a the, the man that was here the young man that was here uh, uh, preached on uh, grace and truth last Jesus. Sunday. He did an incredible job. Incredible job. Incredible job. And the Sunday before that and last Sunday, we had a great altar service. And I believe God's calling us back to the old-timey altar. We need to get used to being around the altar because people are going to come in that don't know Christ, and they're coming to these altars. Amen? If you raised your hand, there's nothing at all to be ashamed of. I want you to take that second step and I want you to come to the altar with our beautiful brother this morning and say, I have felt like giving up. I felt like throwing my hands up. And I want you to walk to this altar this morning and I want you to come. Somebody will, somebody will be here to pray with you this morning. Don't hesitate. God sees see your hand go up this morning. some workers up here to, to pray around the altar real quick before we before we close and, and go home today. I, I want a couple workers to come up and pray. Pray this morning. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Brother Dale, will you help Pastor Steve over here? And, amen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah felt like pastor I just felt like throwing my hands up and giving up don't feel don't feel ashamed to walk to this altar and so we can have somebody to pray with you this morning oh hallelujah oh hallelujah all right band let's sing hallelujah oh hallelujah oh hallelujah thank you lord Hallelujah. If you're back there, let's just pray together, Lord. We thank you this morning. We 
We thank you, God, this morning. We thank you for what you're going to do. Oh, Lord, we thank you for raising our hearts, touching our hearts and our spirits this morning, God. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I'm breaking oppression and breaking depression off of us right now, God. I thank you for taking us out of that dry season of our life, Lord. Lord, work down into our spirit, down in our heart right now, Father. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Father, we thank you this morning. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If you're by somebody this morning, just take them by the hand and let's pray with them this morning. Hallelujah. Let's take somebody by the hand as we pray this morning. Let's give the Lord a big hand this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How many are you glad you come to church this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Will you do your pastor a favor this week? As you go out through your week, I want you to really start praying for our church. God has set us in an hour, in a moment, and in a time. And I want you to pray that God releases people that feel hopeless. People that feel like they don't have any hope. People that uh, need the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Will you pray that God starts bringing those type of people into this church? Come on, will you pray with your pastor this week? The people that feel hopeless, they feel confused, they don't know where to turn next. That when they walk in here, they feel the power and presence of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And their life first changed and transformed. Make that a prayer this week. Maybe you're just going to work. And you'll just, as you're going to work, you'll just pray about that. Maybe you'll be home, lady, and washing dishes, and you'll just pray about that. Men, as you're going back to work, will you pray that God is going to bring the hopeless and the hurting and the confused and the ones that need Christ inside of this building so we can give them Jesus. Amen. Amen. Don't forget in the back, the unshakable book on my left. When you leave, one per family. Make sure you grab it. God bless you. And may I pray over, may the Lord's face shine upon you and keep you. And may the Lord bless you and not only bless you, but he bless you indeed in Jesus' name. Amen.